You're listening to the Sport of Business podcast powered by the 321 Go Project. We've talked with over 500 gym owners just like you, and every week we'll bring you the best of the best. We chat with industry experts as well as deliver advice that you can use today. For more, visit 321goproject.com. Three, two, All right, so we are excited today to have Jeff, who is the CEO of Zen Planner with us. Um, my name is Clay Weldon. I'm the founder of 321Go Project, and today we're going to be talking about what Zen Planner is up to and what they're doing to help the industry move forward. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you, Clay. Appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. So would you mind, um, just to give people a frame of reference, just talk about a quick story of Zen Planner and how you came to, came to be? Yeah, absolutely. So Zen Planner was originally created by the, uh, the founder of Ben Pate. Uh, he was a martial artist and uh, was working with a uh, martial arts school, and they were complaining about not having great software in the space. So as any good developer would, he took it upon himself to build a great piece of software. And then just uh, you know, one person told another, and it expanded over time. Uh, and I joined the team about four years ago and been running it uh, ever since. Killer. Awesome. Thanks for the backstory. So why don't we just get into it? I know we've got some great questions that I think will really be beneficial to gym owners. So why don't we, the first question that we got for you is what's the number one mistake that you see gym owners making when they go to choose member management software? Yeah. Uh, I mean, quite honestly, the, the number one mistake that we see gym owners make is that uh, they, they don't take it all the way. Um, you know, if you think about it, software, all it does is automate manual processes uh, that you already have in place. So what I recommend is the business owners establish your business processes first, you know, get them dialed in and then automate them through software. Uh, for example, you know, how do you market your business? You know, where do your leads come from? How do you follow up? Get these kinds of questions answered and then use the software to make it better and faster and easier to spend time with your members. Uh, there are several things that we recommend for businesses you know, when they are selecting software. Uh, one is automate your lead capture and generation process. You know, make sure you have a way for prospects to contact you uh, and then follow up immediately. You know, time is of the essence, uh, especially with as much competition as we have in the uh, local CrossFit markets. Uh, showing that responsiveness is critical. You know, automating your payments. So this creates an ongoing loyalty and trust with your members. Uh, it still surprises me that there are so many gyms out there uh, they make customers write a check or swipe a card every single month. And if you think about that, you're asking them to reevaluate their relationship and their loyalty with you every single month. Uh, so get that in place uh, and then establish your key business measurements and triggers through your software uh, that enables you to run a stronger, healthier business. You know, you need to know immediately when your business shifts uh, and there's all kinds of different triggers that you can set up to, uh, to, to give you a, a quick view of what's going on in your business. Uh, that's killer. I think the one point that really resonates with me is where you say it's kind of like set it and not set it and forget it, but yes, yeah, set them up on auto withdrawal because you're right. You as the gym owner, you don't want to be emailing them asking for payment every month. That's just that that does that's not the kind of relationship you want with your members. Yeah, that's a no brainer. It's uh, you know put that aside. You don't want to be in the business of collecting money. Let somebody else do that. <laughs> uh, you you get in the business of taking care of your members and really focusing on your members. I like that. That's great. That's great. So, what do you think gym owners need when it comes to looking for software? 
Yeah, so so first of all, I don't think that all gym owners need software. Uh, so we see, you know, if this is a part-time hobby, you know, which we have, there's a lot of people that do that. Um, there's a point typically that we see above 25 members where it absolutely makes sense uh, to invest in, in software. Uh, the reason that they need it is the free up to time so that they can focus on their members. Um, you know, our purpose at Zen Planner is very clear. It drives everything we do with our entire employee base. You know, our goal is to make businesses wildly successful so that they can transform the hearts, minds, and bodies of their communities. And that success is different for different people. Some of them want, you know, more time off. Some of them want to make a lot more money. So we find out what that success looks like for them. Uh, so with each customer through our process, with every new customer, we have a uh, boarding process uh, where we spend a lot of time with them and we want to find out specifically what their needs are. Uh, and then we implement the pieces of the software that are specific to their needs. Okay, that's great. So, so you set up to about 25, they don't necessarily need software. Um, when they hit that, that threshold, whatever, like what are, what are questions they should be asking for like member management, like a software provider? Like why would they need it at that point? Yeah, yeah. So at that point, you know, one of the things we had talked about is, uh, you know, what we talked about in the last question, which is you've got to be able to respond to your customers quickly. So uh, an example is that you can set up, you know, be able to capture the leads on your website. So if somebody comes in, they inquire about your business, you know, we can fire off an automation uh, to, to you so you can immediately respond uh, to that customer no matter what time of the day it is. So those are the kinds of things, uh, you know, the automated payments, uh, you know, getting a holistic view of your business. Uh, and, you know, you got to be sure you're making money. It's, you know, some folks uh, are, you know, they're really passionate about taking care of their members uh, and coaching them. Uh, and less so about the business. So what this does is it helps them run their business better. Excellent. Great, great point. Great. So this may be a little bit of a tough question, but I wanted to ask it. How would you say the influx of all this new software, how does it affect your business? Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a great question. And uh, it, it varies uh, by you know, different markets. So if we talk specifically uh, about you know, the CrossFit market, you know, if we look at today versus where we were maybe two, three years ago, uh, if you did a search for CrossFit software right now, you know, you're going to find a dozen different solutions. Uh, so it is definitely a hyper-competitive market. Uh, and I see the competition as, uh, as both good and bad. Uh, so on a positive note, I absolutely love competition. Um, you know, it's great for the customer to have choices. I want to have choices when I'm buying things. Uh, and quite honestly, it forces everybody to be better. So it forces all of the providers to up their game. And I can tell you that you know we have three major releases coming up later this summer, and we have accelerated uh, our development significantly, you know, because of the competition in the marketplace. And we now invest more than three million dollars a year in R and D uh, to improve our product. And uh, you know, part of that is the competition is just making us better. You know, on a less positive note, uh, you know, some markets just have too much competition for the market size. So, you know, if you take the CrossFit market, uh, the number of CrossFit affiliates, you know, worldwide, uh, you know, there's probably too many solutions in the market to have long-term sustainability for all of them. So, um, you know, you need enough revenue generated, you know, within uh, your business so that you can continue to invest in R&D and be able to, uh, to improve the product year over year. 
Uh, and so I see that's the, the the one downside that we may potentially see over the uh, the coming years with, uh, with 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 that high hyper level of competition. So just a quick leading question as far as the, the new <laughs> software, and I hope I don't mean to put you on the spot, but if there's one or two things that you guys hang your hat on that could kind of like as a separator um, from yourself and the other guys, what would it be? Yeah, so uh, you know, without a doubt, the business analytics uh, is, you know, we give you insight into your business, uh, how it's performing, uh, you know, the, the dashboards. And so, you know, it allows you to manage business by exception. So when something is going wrong, you know, we can immediately, you know, have, create those automations to tell you uh, that something is going sideways. Uh, so, you know, whether it's a, you know, a member hasn't shown up for, you know, a couple weeks, we can send you up an automation say, hey, you need to look into Joe and find out what's going on with Joe. Uh, or you've got trends that are going on in your business that are not favorable. So that's uh, a huge piece of it. Uh, I can tell you that the people in our organization are a, you know, every employee that we have cares about you and your business. And we hire specifically for that. Uh, so our folks are all in the, in the industry. Um, you know, we've got, you know, CrossFitters and yogis and uh, people that are hyper competitive and they've run gyms in the past and they know uh, the ins and outs and they see the best practices and they share the best practices uh, with our members. So whether that's, you know, we think that you're overpriced or underpriced in the market, we can help share that information with you uh, and help set you up for success. Good stuff. Thanks for answering that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So to getting a little bit more practical now, like what, what do you think are three things that are small things that gym owners can do weekly to improve their business? Yeah. Uh, so uh, the first one, you, you know, we talked a little bit about and it has nothing to do with software, uh, but you got to build a gym culture that really stands out. Uh, when you look at the number of gyms uh, in the space, you know, w w we see this as the number one reason for success. Uh, when, we, when I walk in there and I see somebody who's passionate and they really care about their members, uh, they've made it a unique uh, culture, that is absolutely huge. Uh, for example, I got one local gym um, where, where my wife goes. Uh, they have a relatively, they create this small, intimate feel, uh, and they have a ton of events outside the gym. So in Colorado, we've got these, you know, these huge mountains here uh, called 14ers. They do 14er hikes. Uh, they do barbecues. They do obstacle runs together. Uh, and they create this environment that is just you feel like you're you know you're much you're, you're part of a big community right uh, so that is one uh, take care I mean create that culture and create a community where people really really want to belong uh, two you know focus on keeping the customers you have happy and thriving you know so set up automations uh, know when somebody's not coming in uh, know when they're you know capture their goals and what they're trying to achieve and make sure that you're helping them get there. And if they're not, you know, take uh, the actions that you need to take that to help make them more successful. Uh, and then, you know, attract more customers and follow up immediately. So we see this as, uh, you know, when I will go out and out, you know, I, I, I'm fortunate that I get to go spend time with a lot of customers and a lot of prospects. Uh, and I can tell almost immediately, you know, how successful a gym is gonna be uh, because either how they greet me at the front desk when I walk in uh, or how quickly they respond to an inquiry that I make. So uh, you can be a great coach, but you've got to be a great, caring person and take care of the customers and the prospects that you have. Uh, you know what, Jeff? Just uh, to, to, to piggyback on that last point, I could not agree more. I'm in the process of moving my family from Utah 
to Iowa. And of course, myself and uh, my wife and our kids being a CrossFit family, the first thing we do when we get there is scope out the gyms, right? So, and hopefully these gym owners are actually not listening to this, but the ones we visited, all we wanted was a phone call back. You know, we wanted someone to pick up the phone, say, hey, you know, there's actually somebody on the other side of this phone. We didn't get phone calls back. And if you just, if they were just, if they would have just followed up with us, you know, where they followed up with that lean, there was a potential they could have gotten myself, my wife, and and my kids involved in their program, you know. So it's pretty interesting. My goal sometimes, even when I tell gyms, is if you want to hang your hat on anything, just hang it on service. You yes. know, that alone will separate you from all the other gyms. And people look at us like we're crazy, but we're saying, just do what you say you're going to do. Pick up the phone, call people back, follow up with emails, and you will win. Yes. And, you know, it's amazing how simple that sounds. Uh, and yet folks, they get caught up in sort of the day-to-day and all the things they need to do, and they lose that focus on the customer. You know, if you think about it from your own personal perspective, so as a gym owner, uh, you know, I, the other day I had a plumbing issue, so I called three plumbers. Uh, one of them got back to me. He's the person that got the job. So it is that simple. Uh, you've got to keep that, those prospects front and center. It is. That's great. Great, great point. So um, getting a little bit more personal, and, and I think uh, because we are big believers in it, um, but do you or did you ever have a business mentor? And then if you did or did not, which is fine, what impact did they have on your current model? Yeah, um, so I, I've been fortunate that I've had some absolutely great uh, business mentors uh, throughout the year. So I've spent time with larger companies, you know, such as GE and Avaya, uh, and then a lot of sort of smaller companies uh, that we've started up. So uh, I, I can tell you that, you know, from a model standpoint, you know, from a business model standpoint, uh, it became early on uh, for me that I love the service model uh, and like having an ongoing engagement with customers. Uh, so I, I, I'm not a fan of uh, being involved with businesses where you sell a widget and then you may sell them another widget a year from now. I want to have an ongoing relationship uh, with customers. So from a business model, that helps shape that. Uh, I can tell you from a leadership model, uh, I, I had an absolutely fantastic mentor at Avaya who continued to throw me in over my head. So I had you know six jobs over five years, and each one was you know progressively more and harder and more difficult. And so that has been sort of my leadership style. When I see good talent, uh, I continually to throw more and more at them. Um, and you make sure that uh, failure is, is perfectly fine. Uh, it, is, it is absolutely okay to fail. Uh, and you've got to be there to support them and then to help them grow and learn from that failure. So, uh, yeah, I've been very, very fortunate through my career. Excellent. That's good to know. We're huge believers on and wherever you are in your journey of your life, just having people come alongside you that either have been there or that have done it or that can point you in the right direction. Where failure is awesome. You just learn so much. If not of anything else, just what not to do. So you're not exactly. doing the same thing again. So that's killer. So uh, another little bit of a um, tougher question, but I wanted to see what, you, what your thoughts are on this. What, what are you guys doing to make the job of the affiliate owner easier, more profitable, and more valuable? And when I say you guys, I'm speaking Zen Planner. What are you doing to push this industry forward? 
Yeah, so it's, you know, I talked a little bit about our, our purpose, and this drives everything that we do here. So when we talk about, you know, making businesses wildly successful uh, so that they can uh, transform the hearts, minds, bodies of their communities, if you talk to anybody in our business, this is what they care about, or anybody in Zen Planner, uh, this comes across. And our customers tell us this all the time from a service perspective. They've come from other places, and, and, and they really hone in on this, that we're really trying to make their business better. So capturing that feedback from the customers, uh, we've always been good at managing and making your business more efficient. So managing those back office uh, processes, you know, collecting payments and, uh, and all those different pieces. Uh, our focus now is expanding uh, that product suite uh, to really focus on helping them attract uh, and board new customers uh, efficiently. So helping with the growth engine of their business. Uh, and then lastly, you know, on the, on the backside of that, helping them retain the customers uh, that they've worked so hard to attract. So really expanding the suite of uh, services uh, and, and the software suite that we have. Good stuff. Good. Yeah. So uh, now I want you to take a quick look into your crystal ball <laughs> and tell me what do you think? What's your opinion? Where do you see CrossFit heading in the next two years? Yeah, so uh, I, I don't know how good my crystal ball is, but we'll give this a shot here. Um, I, I see a couple things happening. Um, one, I think you know, CrossFit is here for the long haul. That uh, is an absolutely wonderful model uh, for training for folks. Uh, and it's it's uh, as an active CrossFitter myself, uh, it's amazing how quickly work you go the workouts. It doesn't even seem like uh, you're there very long, and you get a fantastic workout. Um, so I do see other brands uh, popping up in the coming years that are you know CrossFit like workouts. Uh, and just, you know, there's so many CrossFits out there that I can see sort of uh, some segmentation going on in the marketplace with that. Uh, the other thing that I see happening is that I see CrossFits uh, diversifying into other programs uh, to create new members. Uh, for example, you know, one local CrossFit uh, they've created and they, they've called the program BodyFit. Uh, it's essentially a CrossFit or interval type training uh, without the Olympic lifting. Uh, so more gymnastics and body weight type workouts. Uh, and we see that absolutely attracting uh, more members, you know, some of the older demographics uh, and some folks who may be, you know, less inclined to throw some big weights around. So uh, I, I definitely see some diversification happening in the uh, programming. Good stuff. Most of that I would agree with you. This is awesome. So, yeah. Cool. So tell me what's coming next for Zen Planner. Yeah, so we've got a uh, we got a big fall coming up uh, here, or late summer. Uh, we have uh, four new things coming out. One, we have an iPad kiosk, uh, which will be out here shortly. So, really streamlining the uh, the check in process, uh, signing up new customers, you know, taking a photo, uh, signing waivers, uh, and then we have a, an honor board for the retail. So we've got a lot of our customers uh, who have you know the clipboard and they have the honor system, and this allows them. To not have to sit down at the end of the day and run a whole bunch of retail transactions. Uh, it allows them to let the customers sort of self-serve uh, and, uh, and purchase the things real time. So that's one. Uh, we have a new workout tracking system uh, coming on. and uh, It is extremely streamlined and, uh, and much easier to, uh, to build workouts, to create the workouts, uh, and to manage that entire process. So uh, that will be out here later. Uh, new member app for managing the relationships uh, within the gym. So... Uh, and mobile, this is not for the in-gym experience. This is for the members uh, to manage, sign up for classes, uh, see schedules, and all of those activities that, uh, that happened uh, you know, on, their, on their phone. So mobility is a, is a huge push uh, for us this year. 
Uh, and then lastly, we have a uh, we have a key partner integration that we will announce shortly uh, that really will help you uh, attract more members uh, and uh, and pull in more business. You guys are busy. We are busy. Yes, we've got a uh, we've got an absolutely phenomenal product and development team uh, that we've invested in heavily, as I mentioned, uh, and uh, we're going to start seeing a lot of that uh, that hard work coming to the marketplace. Exciting! That's like, super exciting. So, okay, as we slowly start to wrap up here, tell me, tell me one item that you can think of that the audience can use in the next day, next 24 hours to improve either their marketing or their business. Yeah, you and I talked about it earlier, which is you've got to be responsive to both your member requests and especially prospect requests. Uh, as you mentioned, that is the differentiator. That is what's going to uh, set you apart. Uh, so really, really care about your customers. I know the programming part is fun, the coaching part is fun, uh, but having really caring for your customers uh, and being responsive to them is uh, is key. Good stuff. That's a great point that they can implement. If they're not picking up the phone, letting it go to voicemail, just pick it up. You can start you can start today. <laughs> That's right. So tell me, what are your personal, quick personal question? What's some of your daily habits? Yeah, so uh, one is uh, I, I rise early. Uh, so I get up early, uh, and you know this time of the year, I grab my coffee, I go sit outside, uh, and I do two things. Uh, one is you know I journal on uh, what's happened you know, the previous day and what's the day that's coming. Uh, I focus a lot of that on gratitude, you know, things that I am really appreciative for. And lots of times I'll send feedback to particular people uh, over the last 24 hours who uh, have done something exceptional or something that I want to call out. Uh, so that's one. And then two is uh, I'm a big believer in focus. You know, you can't do everything. So what are the one, two, maybe three things that I've got to get done today? Uh, getting them on paper, making that a commitment that I'm going to get it done today uh, and, uh, and following through on that. So, so that's, that's how the morning starts. Uh, and then for me, uh, you know, in the summertime, I actually, I, I race mountain bikes. I do long distance mountain bike racing. Uh, so it's either at lunchtime uh, or later in the evening uh, where I'll either get a, a CrossFit workout in or a mountain bike ride. Uh, and that is absolutely key for me keeping balanced uh, and, uh, and, and, and it makes me more productive in everything that I do. Love it. Actually, I think I might actually try and implement your number one. I really like the idea of the gratitude. What a great way to start your day. Oh. And uh, and even writing and even like sharing uh, with some people like the day before or whatever, some things. So I really like that idea. Actually, I might steal that from you. So, Go for it. <laughs> okay, cool. Anything you're reading right now? Uh, yeah, I'm reading a fantastic book right now. So it's uh, you probably gathered this from the podcast, but I'm a huge believer uh, in leadership uh, and talent. And the book's name is uh, it's called Multipliers. Uh, it's by Liz Weissman, and uh, it's a fantastic book on leadership. And we, you know what she does is she differentiates leaders into two categories: you know, either a multiplier or a diminisher. Uh, and most of us have had an opportunity to work for both of these folks. Uh, but a diminisher, they need to show that they're the smartest person in the room. It needs to be their idea. Uh, they need to be the one driving it versus a multiplier recognizes the talent they have around them and they help create the platform and the environment where they can just be creative, uh, they can come up with ideas, and they can be better uh, than what they would be individually. So uh, huge, huge believer in the, uh, the whole multiplier effect. Excellent. I, I personally have learned a couple things from this uh, podcast, so much appreciated. Jeff, uh, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for just being part of this episode, and um, sounds like you guys got some great stuff ahead of you. 
Yeah, we're excited. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Clay, and good luck with your move. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Jeff. You bet. Thanks for listening to the Sport of Business podcast. If you found this valuable, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review. For more information, head over to 321goproject.com.